Hello friends, uh, I want to share with you the news that broke this week. Many may or may not know this, but my alma mater, the University of Hartford, has made the decision to drop from Division 1 to Division 3 in all athletics. Uh, and I, for one, am incredibly disappointed. Sure, Hartford may not be UNC or Duke or Alabama, but uh, Hartford has, <laughs> quite frankly, heart community, neighborhood. That was their slogan this year as the men's basketball team made it to the NCAA tournament for the first time ever. What they don't have is a great president, Greg Woodward. First off, Greg Woodward was nowhere to be seen when Hartford made it to the tournament. The ex-president, Walter Harrison, and ex-athletic director, Pat Miser, they were there. But Woodward sat in his vacation home. He's not even on campus right now. School's still in session. Where is he? Hiding somewhere? Gutless? Spineless? Guy's a worm. Let's, let's just put that out there. <sighs> Dropping from D3 is not going to help your enrollment. It's not going towards academics. Let's be honest. The tuition is going to keep increasing whether you're D1 or D3. And it's not going to save you the millions of dollars you lost not focusing on getting students to the school. The moment that Hartford made it to the first round of the NCAA tournament was a moment to share with the entire country. That was a moment for Hartford to shine and grow, not just from that program, but in general. Put us on the map. And all that momentum dashed with one horrible decision by Woodward and the Board of Regents. Disgusted. Absolutely disgusted with it. Those athletes, they work hard. They're not just on the field, but academically. Hartford student-athletes have made it to the pros, sure, but they've also gone on to do other incredible things for this world. And... To be honest, I don't think Hartford will see another dollar out of me. This hat that I wear on my head, absolutely disgusted by it and its logo. Actually, kudos to the softball team for blacking out University of Hartford on their jerseys. Yeah, that's right. They don't play for you. They play for them, themselves. Not for you, Greg Woodward. Again, you gutless piece of human waste. Good afternoon and welcome to the SportsCast. I'm Nick Drago. Today on the show, we will be talking about the Big Four, as I always do. Uh, and even soccer, my new love. Mm, yeah, we're going to talk about that, too. And every chance I get, I'm going to give Greg Woodward, oh, just a piece of my mind. Just here and there, sprinkled throughout the show. And, of course, we got to support the Hartford Hawks by giving a lot of great big cuckaws throughout, as I usually do. So welcome, friends, to Sports 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 with Nick Drago. That's me. The show starts right now.
and welcome, welcome to the Sports 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 Podcast with me, your host, Nick Drago. For those of you that are new to the program, first off, usually don't start it on such a somber note, but I gotta give as many FUs to Greg Woodward as I can throughout the program, so you kind of understand. That being said, we usually talk about all the sports news information from the previous week while giving you some details on what's going to happen over the next week, month, year, etc. Did you have a nice weekend? Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. My mom, mother-in-law, my sister, sister-in-law, even my wife, mother-to-be. That's right. There's a little baby grown in there, and it's a boy, and I'm excited about that too. Uh, Friends, family, and whoever just wants to be here to be here, happy to talk about sports with you today. Uh, There's a lot. There's a lot going on. You know, NHL is getting close to the playoffs. So why don't we start there today? Uh, some of the games from this weekend. Do 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 do. Let's just pull up my thing. Here we go. All right, starting from Friday. Stars got a win over the Lightning, five to two. Red Wings beating the Blue Jackets, five two as well. Flyers get a big win over the Capitals. Ducks lose to the Wild, four to three. Golden Knights beat the Blues, four to three. Avalanche get a win over the Kings, three to two. And the Coyotes beat the Sharks. 5-2. to two. Penguins get a win over the Sabres, 1-0, and that puts them in first place, and they win the division for the first time since 2013, I believe. Uh, Rangers beat the Bruins, 5-4. to four. Blue Jackets get a win over the Red Wings, 5-4 to four as well, in overtime. Maple Leafs beat the Canadians, and they, whew, first time in like 14 years that they've taken their division. Congratulations to the Maple Leafs. Panthers beat the Lightning 5-1. Capitals got a win over the Flyers 2-1. Senators beat the Jets 4-2. Islanders got a win over the Devils 5-1. Preds beating the Hurricanes 3-1. Wild beat the Ducks 4-3. Avalanche with a win over the Kings 3-2. Golden Knights beat the Blues 4-1. Canucks losing to the Oilers 4-3. And then rounding out yesterday's games in overtime, Coyotes beat the Sharks 5-4. Now right now, Blackhawks are beating the Stars 3-1 end of the second. Senators... Losing to the Flames, one nothing. That game's still uh, still in its early stages, its first period now. Uh, but let's take a look at these standings. So right now, Hurricanes have clinched their division. Good for the Hurricanes clinching their division. Now you have to know, on a normal year, normal circumstances, I just don't think the Canes would be that good. Let me be frank with you. They've played in a division that includes the Red Wings, Blue Jackets, Blackhawks. Whereas if they were in the East, they'd be competing against teams such as the Flyers, the Rangers, who would probably be in the playoffs in some other areas of the game. Not to mention Penguins, Capitals, Bruins, and Islanders. The Hurricanes, they're a good team. Don't get me wrong. I just think they had some uh, padded wins this year based on some of their competition. Now, they did have the Lightning to contend with, who had a surprisingly off year, and the Panthers, who were surprisingly good. Uh, So right now, if you look at the standings, Hurricanes are on top, Panthers right behind them uh, at 77 points, then the Lightning, and then the Predators. And I believe the Lightning and Predators are definitely playing each other, but we don't know who's going to have home ice advantage uh, Hurricanes and Predators will play each other. So we got some interesting uh, regional matchups. Actually, Lightning Panthers, Battle for Florida. I kind of like it. We'll see what happens there. But uh, that looks like your first first uh, two games in the Central Division, first two rounds, first round. You know what I mean. Uh, in the East, the Penguins have indeed clinched. Uh, will they be playing the Islanders or the Bruins? That's the big question here. 
Uh, the Bruins have to win both. Uh, I believe if the Islanders win, the Bruins would have to lose both of their next two games. Look at that. New friends on Instagram. Thanks, phone. <laughs> uh, the If the Bruins lose their next two and the Islanders win their next game, Penguins will end up playing the Bruins. If not, it's going to stay with the Islanders, and I think that's the better matchup for the Penguins. The Bruins are good, and the Penguins did beat them. I think they beat them twice in their last meeting, or it was really cl- I know they won one pretty big, and I think they lost. Maybe they lost the second one, won nothing. Um, otherwise, it's going to be Capitals, Brewers, Bruins, which I think is most likely what it'll end up being. Um, and we still don't know who will have home ice for that matchup as well. So that's what we're still waiting to hear. But it's most likely going to be Penguins, Islanders, Capitals, Bruins. When you go into the West, you have the Golden Knights on top at 80. But the Avalanche still have three more games to go in their season and could very well take first place. So the West is very much up for grabs. The Wild are also in the mix. Now let me think here. Uh, No, Wild cannot take first place. Uh, They are guaranteed second or third. Uh, but we don't know who they're going to be playing. The Blues will clinch as the wild card. Coyotes came pretty darn close. They really did. Uh, and then in the north, as I said, the Maple Leafs are in it. The Oilers and Jets uh, are there as well. And then the Canadians right now technically have not clinched the wild card spot. Um, it's very likely that they will. The Canucks, you know, still have a couple of makeup games left to go. They're gonna. They're. I mean, they're working their tails off, but uh, they're two and eight in their last ten. I really don't see the Canucks winning and getting ahead of the Canadians at this point. Uh, and in fact, the Canadians could actually overcome the Jets and uh, get into third place here. So this is also one that's up for grabs. We know the Maple Leafs are definitely in it. We know the Oilers will at least be in the first round. It's. Or we know the Oilers will will have home ice in the first round, but we don't know if it's going to be the Jets or the Canadians just yet. So there's there's a couple things to look at there. Connor McDavid, hundred points in just fifty three games. Can you imagine if they played a full eighty two game season? McDavid is losing some of his best years to these shortened NHL season, and quite frankly, it stinks to see that happen. I will say though, is that he. He accomplished something interesting. He's like right on pace with where Sidney Crosby was at this point in his career. Now, we're also, I, I think he's probably getting close to the point where Sidney Crosby was out for a lot of concussions and injuries. McDavid uh, certainly looks to be one amazing player. He's got to win some Stanley Cups, though. Got to win some some hardware, but uh, he'll get there. Rick Tockett will not be returning to the Arizona Coyotes. He's been there for four seasons. Remember, he is the reason that Phil Kessel went to Arizona. Which begs the question is, what's Kessel going to do next? Because you know, after one, two seasons with the team, he's going to go somewhere and he's going to start losing it. So uh, just wait for the Phil Kessel news. It's going to drop at some point. Rick Tockett was the main reason he went. And now who knows what's going to happen to him. Uh, John Tortorella will not be back for the co- to be the coach of the Columbus Blue Jackets. You know, when Torch took over that team, oh, he's been there six seasons. They were good, Right. He made the Blue Jackets look real good. And over time, they've lost some players. Uh, they just they, they fell flat on their face this season, only winning 18 games. And uh, Tortorella, who's an amazing coach, he's going to find somewhere to land. Uh, maybe even with the Coyotes. Who knows? But um, whew, 227 wins, 166 losses with the Blue Jackets. That's his fourth NHL team. Wow. 
Oh, yeah, and remember they swept Tampa Bay in 2019? That was pretty dang big. Uh, oh, yeah, we got to talk about the Tom Wilson thing. Is anybody else mad that Wilson was not ejected? I'm almost as mad as I am at President Greg Woodward of the University of Hartford. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, we're going off tangent. No, I'm not. Screw you, Woodward. Okay, anyway, I'm still mad at Tom Wilson. And if Tom Wilson could do anything to make me not mad at him, it would be punch Greg Woodward straight in the face. Just saying, it would make me feel better. Probably a lot of other student-athletes, too. Anywho, uh, but honestly, t- uh, Tom Wilson should have been suspended after that hit um, and after hurting uh, the Panarin for the Rangers. Uh, but instead, they've done nothing. The NHL's done nothing. Yeah, they find him a slap on the wrist. Listen, this guy hasn't gotten a suspension in like two years, and quite frankly, he probably deserves it every once in a while. That being said, I think there are a lot of teams out there that would love a guy like Tom Wilson. He's got that fiery attitude that uh, delights so many, I suppose. Um, But legit, I'm just, overall, not happy with the guy. All right, let's take a look at the NBA. Uh, Bulls beat the Celtics 121-99. to Celtics are in danger of that play-in tournament. Get ready for that. Heat beating the Timberwolves 121 to 112. Magic lose to the Hornets 122 to 112. Bucks beat the Rockets 141 to 133. That is a pretty high scoring game. Let's guess. Wow, Giannis was not the highest scorer. Okay, 17 points. Uh, Mavericks 110 to the Cavaliers 90. Utah Jazz beating the Nuggets 127 to 120. Trailblazers beat the Lakers 106 to 101. Knicks fall to the Suns, 128-105. Spurs beat the Kings, 113-104. 76ers beat the Pistons, 118-104. Wizards beat the Pacers, 133-132. In overtime, Grizzlies get a win over the Raptors, 109-99. Jazz beat the Rockets, 124-116. Warriors beat the Thunder, 136-97. Trailblazers get a win over the Spurs, 124-102. Actually, can we go back to this Warriors game? Is this the one where... uh, where uh, Steph Curry had 49 points. You know, him and Bradley Beal are in this crazy scoring title race right now. Beal had, like, 50 points in a game. Curry then answers with 49. I think he had, like, 20-something points in the second half. It was funny because they were interviewing him and asking him about it. He's like, oh, yeah, I totally knew about Bradley Beal. It's just good old, good old fun competition. Nuggies lose to the Nets 125-119. And then today's games, Heat beat the Celtics 130 to 124. Knicks getting a win over the Clippers 106 to 100. And we got to check that game out just because I love them Knicks right now. Derrick Rose, what a season he's having. Bullock looked good. Randall looked good. Barrett's looking good. Way to go, Knicks. Mavericks beating the crushing of the Cavaliers 82 to 66. Hornets beating the Pelicans 91 to 89. Timberwolves beat the Magic 95 to 55. Wow. Pistons beat the Bulls. Nine, oh, I'm sorry. Pistons are losing to the Bulls. 37-19. All those games are happening right now. Thunder and King, that's tonight. Lakers, Suns, also tonight. Whew, I'd love to watch a University of Hartford basketball game for sure right now. Oh, hmm. But they won't be D1 anymore. Screw you, Greg Woodward. Okay, moving on to the East. 76ers getting a... Uh, 76ers remain on top. They're actually looking really good right now, 8-2. and two. Remember, the Nets, just a week or so ago, were in first place. They overtook the Sixers or tied with them, and they've fallen a little bit. They're 5-5 five and five in the last 10. Bucks 
43 wins. Now, those three teams have indeed clinched. The Knicks are on the verge right now. Now, they've already guaranteed themselves a winning season. Cha-ching! Uh, but Knicks are in fourth place, 38 wins. Right behind them are the Hawks and the Heat. Heat right now are hot. 73. 7-3 in their last 10, not 73. I almost said 73-10 and 10 in their last three. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. Celtics, 4-6 and six in their last 10. They're not looking great. Now, remember, now we talked about this play-in tournament thing, okay? So what that means is you have the 7, 8, 9, and 10 seeds, I believe, are going to be in this tournament. Uh, the 7 and the 8 are going to play each other. The winner of that game gets to play the number 2 seeds. So that would be the Nets, right? The loser of that game plays the winner of Wizards, Pacers and that team plays the 76ers or whoever else is in first place. So uh, the Celtics are going to have to prove themselves and play in. I don't hate the play in tournament. I'm curious to see how it goes. I'm sure the NBA is curious to see what the ratings look like. After those teams, you got the Bulls at 28 wins, Raptors at 27. So disappointed in the Raptors this year. Magic at 21, Cavaliers 21, and the Pistons at 20. Moving into the West, the Jazz are on top with 50 wins, then the Suns at 48, Clippers at 45, and then the Nuggets at 44. You have the Mavericks at 39, they're in fifth place, followed by the Trailblazers, then the Lakers. Lakers are 2-8 and eight in their last 10. LeBron finally coming back and then gets hurt again. Anthony Davis proving that he can't lead a team the same way LeBron can. Oh, and Kyle Kuzma's out. That's fun. Uh, Warriors are up there as well, and they're actually winning games, so they could get ahead of the Lakers just a little bit here. Grizzlies at 3-4, at and four, and the Spurs at 3-2. and two. So right now, your play-in tournament includes the Lakers, Warriors, Grizzlies, Spurs. If the Lakers can just get into the playoffs and let LeBron take over, hopefully he's not out for too long. Actually, we'll see if we can get an update on that uh, since we're talking about it. Um, I think the Lakers are still a, a deep threat for these players. It doesn't matter who they play in the first round, but we'll see. Uh, Pelicans, then the Kings, Thunder, Timberwolves, Rockets. And that's where your standings lie. Let's see what LeBron's been up to. Mr. LeBron James. Where are we at here? Just a lot of things about LeBron James complaining. I just want to see if he's healthy. But, uh, doo -doo, he's not attending games due to medical reason. All right, well, doesn't really give us much injury update here, but uh, it's not looking good for old Barani. Uh, let's see, we talked about Steph Curry. It's 49 points. Oh, yeah, uh, Russell Westbrook ties Oscar Robinson for the most triple doubles in NBA history. Congratulations, Russ. He's probably going to break that record. I, I think he's going to have at least one more triple-double before he retires. Am I right? Uh, so, good for him. Good for him. Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball. Here are a bunch of games from this weekend. Uh, yesterday, the Yankees beat the Nationals 4-3. Rockies lose to the Cardinals 9-8. Cubbies beating the Pirates 2-3. Giants beat the Padres 7-1. Athletics get a win over the Rays 6-3. Tigers beat the Twins. Wow, they beat the Twins 7-3. That's right. They're the last, game to win. the last team to win 10 games. Brewers beating the Marlins 6-2. Reds fall to the Indians 9-2. Rangers beat the Mariners 9-8. Screw you, Greg Woodward. Uh, the Red Sox get a win over the Orioles 11-6. Diamondbacks fall to the Mets 4-2. White Sox beating the Royals 9-1. Astros beat the Blue Jays 8-4. Uh, Phillies beat the Braves. No, just kidding. They lose to the Braves 8-7. And the Dodgers beat the Angels 14-11. 
dang, what a high-scoring game. And then today's games, Red Sox beat the Orioles 4-3. Yankees got a win over the Nationals 3-2. Brewers beat the Marlins 2-1. Diamondbacks fall to the Mets 4-2. White Sox beat the Royals 9-3. Astros beating the Blue Jays 7-4. Cardinals beat the Rockies 2-0. Uh, Pirates beating the Cubs 6-5. Rangers get a win over the Mariners 10-2. Padres beat the Giants 11-1. Angels beat the Dodgers 2-1. Rays beat the A's. Rays and A's. 4-3, and uh, Braves are currently beating the Phillies 5-1. That that will probably stand. Let's take a look at the standings. Haha. <laughs> uh, Red Sox on top of the AL East at 22-13. Yankees are three and a half games behind them. Plenty of time to catch up. Then you got the Rays, Blue Jays, and Orioles. Still very close in this division. The Orioles are starting to fall. Um... In the AL Central, White Sox on top at 19-13, followed by the Indians at 18-14, then the Royals three and a half games back from them, and then the Twins at 12 wins and 20 losses. That's a big surprise for me this year. The Twins have been looking good the last few seasons, and then you have the uh, the Tigers. Uh, ooh, yeah, AL West. The Athletics remain on top at 21-15. and 15. Astros are 18-16. and 16. Mariners 18-17. Rangers 18-18. And the Angels at 15-18. and 18. Again, that's another close one. Look, Angels are only four and a half games back. Uh, even though they have a losing record, they could easily go on a tear and, and take into first place, get into first place. Uh, in the NL East, the Mets, could they be pulling away? It could be the Phillies, the Braves, the Marlins, the Nationals. I, I mean, this... This division's been crazy this year. Anybody can really take it if they start actually winning consistently. Could go any way whatsoever. Uh, in the Central, the Cardinals are on top, followed by the Brewers, Cubs, Reds, and Pirates. And then in the NL West, the Giants, the surprise team in first place. Guys, it's not going to last. It's not. You have the Padres and the Dodgers looming hardcore. And then you have the Diamondbacks and the Rockies are all the way down there. So that's where that stands. Albert Pujols uh, looks like he is done with the Angels and could be done overall. Pujols has had an amazing career in Major League Baseball. Um, you know, it'd be great to see him land somewhere, but it's actually crazy. He's been with the Angels for so long, 10 years. It just doesn't feel that way. I mean, when he was with the Cardinals, he was bombing home runs left and right. Pujols was going to be the next home run champ. He looked like he was the next A-Rod. Or, um, I, he was just a superstar player. And then going to the Angels, he really couldn't repeat the same success. But uh, 41 years old, uh, this season he had five homers. He's batting 198. So, he listen, he, he was putting on a show. He was doing a lot of good stuff with the Angels. It's a shame they couldn't do much with him, win a lot. But... Good for you, Albert Pujols. Wade Miley for the Reds, throwing the fourth, mm, I would argue, fifth no-hitter of 2021. Uh, this is just two days after John Means threw a no-hitter, but you also had a couple other ones as well, Carlos Rendon, Joe Musgrove. And darn it, Madison Bumgarner with his no-hitter through seven innings in a shortened doubleheader game. How, you got to count that. At least put an asterisk next to it. He completed a full game without a hit. I got to give him credit for that. Uh, moving into football, Seattle Seahawks, DK Metcalf runs the 110.37 seconds. Metcalf is by far one of the most fastest, one of the most fastest players in the uh, NFL. Sorry, my computer's being a little weird there. Uh, one of the most fastest players in the NFL, much faster than President Greg Woodward of the University of Hartford Hawks. Screw you, Greg. Um, anyway, 
He finished 15th out of 17 in the 100-meter dash. Uh, so, sure, not the best, but I gotta say, 15 out of 17, it's not bad. He's competing against some of the best track and field athletes out there. I gotta give him, I gotta give the guy credit. He went out there, he did it, he beat a couple guys. I wasn't expecting him to be an Olympic runner here, but good for you, DK. Good for you. Aaron Rodgers. Oh, man. Packers offered to make him the highest paid player in the NFL, and Rodgers turned it down. Oh, I'm loving where this is going. Listen, Rodgers wants the GM gone. I don't think the GM's going anywhere. Looks like they're going to trade Aaron Rodgers. Now, who do you trade him to? Well, I've heard the Broncos floating around, but really the Broncos just made that trade for Teddy Bridgewater. Um, far be it for me to say that that was a terrible move. I think Bridgewater's a great player, um, but you never know. John Elway might uh, want a real quarterback. Re I'm sorry, I shouldn't say that. He may want a really good quarterback like Aaron Rodgers. It paid off when they brought in Peyton Manning. They won a Super Bowl with Manning, so... Could be a similar situation. This is definitely a different Broncos team, though, than they were when that was done years... Was that six years ago? Seven years ago? Um, the other team I've heard, though, is the Miami Dolphins, which I would hate to see. However, Dolphins need a quarterback. Oh, Rodgers is bearable. Oh, and they have all those draft picks. Uh, I would not be surprised if that were the case he Aaron Rodgers is mad and he would sooner retire than play another game in the green and gold is what I'm reading right here in front of me so uh, I don't know we'll see Miami's been in this kind of perpetual rebuild for the last few years um, it could it who knows who knows I'm excited to see what happens though oh yeah let's talk about some soccer Chelsea beaten Man City uh, was this yesterday? Beat Man City yesterday. Now, this is uh, not for the UEFA Championship. That game will be taking place in a couple weeks. But they happen to play each other this week uh, in regulation. It, forgive me. I don't know all my soccer terms yet. I'm learning the game. I like the game. We're going to figure out the game. But you got to bear with me just a little bit here. Uh, so this is a big win for Chelsea and proves that Manchester City haven't uh, you haven't won yet. Haven't won yet. Um, oh, by the way, they're talking about moving that game to London. Now, previously, this uh, game between the two these two British teams was meant to take place in Turkey, and if not for COVID, that would probably still be the case. But because of travel restrictions, because both finalists are, are English-based teams, Wembley Stadium could become the new, uh, the new venue. That way you sidestep all those other precautions and restrictions and it'll make everything much easier and simpler for UEFA and for the fans who quite frankly would rather travel to London than to Turkey to see their teams play and I'm sure UEFA will throw Turkey a bone in a year or two and say all right you now you can host the finals it's a, it's a big deal for them but um I I think it's the right move let them play in England it's actually kind of fun to see uh Neymar signs a contract, extends his time with PSG to 2025, four-year extension. He's been with the club for uh, 
couple of years now. 2017 is when he joined uh, after leaving Barcelona uh, for a transfer fee of 222 million euros, uh, which is a big deal. It's a lot of money. 29 years old. Good for him. Uh, Jose Mourinho moving from Tottenham over to Roma. Now, Roma is not really one of the big major clubs in Europe. They're certainly a good club in Syria. Um, but this is a good, this is a big deal. Now, they play, obviously, in a major, major city, playing in the city of Rome. Uh, probably the biggest club in that city. Um, so to have a, a gaffer coach i don't really know what you call it a manager maybe let's call it that uh to have somebody like Mourinho at the at the helms at the helm uh is a huge deal and you know there's going to be players that want to play for him in general uh all right moving on i think we talked about that i think we're good we're gonna wrap up the show Special thanks, as usual, to Johanna Drago. She's the content editor, logo designer, and set designer of this podcast. Um, a special thanks, as usual, to my social media warriors, Mary, Mary Kay and Gary Albert. Thank you so much for listening in every week. Uh, Jorge Baharis, Joe Calabro, the whole gang. Um, of course, we got to say, screw you, Greg Woodward, just at least one more time. No worries. I got a few more in there before the show ends. And, of course, this music here is a song called Golden Sunrise by Josh Woodward. A link to his website can be found in the show notes. No relation to the evil, gutless worm that is Greg Woodward. Now, Josh Woodward is an American icon because he made the music for this show. And thank you, sir. Not Greg Woodward, who you are not related to. He is evil. And uh, if you like what you heard today, find me on SoundCloud, Twitter, YouTube, and the Facebook. Just type in Sports 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 with Nick Drago. Yeah, that's me. You can also find me uh, through email, sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. You can also uh, like, share, comment, tweet, tweet, Twitter at me, or just whatever else you could possibly want to do out there in the world. Okay, friends. Well, I've had a wonderful time with you today. Again, screw you, Greg Woodford. Go University of Hartford Hawks, Division I Sports. And uh, have a wonderful day. As usual, i got to end the show with my signature, University of Hartford Hawks. Caw-caw! Thanks for joining us, friends, and have a good night.